Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picturebook Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick, discussing their business journeys, the ups, the downs, failures, successes, just having an open, honest discussion that hopefully can inspire people looking to start on that journey. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the next episode. Okay, so welcome to the next episode of the County Business Talks podcast. Um, I'm truly delighted to welcome a very special guest to the pod this week. She's CEO, business lawyer and founder of Acumen Business Law and Acumen Business People Solicitors. She's a multi-award winning entrepreneur, author of the Freedom Revolution. Um, but for me, the best way to describe her was brilliantly said by Christina Eubank, president um, of the Chamber of Commerce in Eastbourne. Put energy, passion, determination, and vision, add a pinch of fizz, and put, a, put in a little bottle, shake well, and you'd have a perfect recipe for my special guest. Welcome, <laughs> Panina Shepherd. Hello, Sam. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, Panina, great to have you on. Really delighted. Um, listen, we're going to dive straight into the podcast we always do. I just, if you can, just start telling our listeners a little bit about your business journey. Right. Uh, well, I'm um, a solicitor and I worked for top 100 law firms uh, before and the thing is there were good law firms so that was something that was really important to me uh, when I looked back at my experience and what made me uh, go and set up my own law firm. It's not because I was unlucky and worked for law firms which weren't good and therefore I wanted to create something better. I actually worked for good law firms, but I wanted to create something different. Um, I was just very frustrated with the way um, the legal industry, I felt that the world of business is moving on, is dynamic, is innovative, whereas the, the legal industry is lagging behind. It's old fashioned, uh, often fuddy-duddy. Uh, there is obsession with hierarchy. You know, I'm a, a, a senior solicitor, I'm a partner, you're an associate. Uh, she's an assistant, you know, obsessed with hierarchy and titles and also interaction with clients. I felt was, uh, you know, speak to my secretary first. And I thought there's got to be a different way uh, of providing legal services. And in September, it would be 14 years. Uh, wow. So 14 years ago, I took the brave step and started my own journey. Amazing. Amazing. So tell me, like, so you started out obviously as a solicitor and, and worked in very similar, but did you know, was was that what changed you to decide that you wanted to start your own business? Or was it that, did you have a bit of a burning desire from a young age that you thought, I'm going to get into law, but ultimately uh, you've always had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit, you've always had that mindset that um, at some point I'm going to start my own business. Did you, did you know that from a young age? Um, well, it's, it's a thought that was definitely in my mind, but I'm not, you know, you have some people say, oh, I always knew I was going to work for myself. I was yeah. always going to. Not necessarily. It was genuinely the desire to do something different. And I tried to create it within the firms I was working in because I'm a huge believer in, yeah, there is entrepreneurship, but it's also entrepreneurship. Yeah. And there are. Uh, you can do some amazing stuff within a business as well if I you're giving that. the right um, platform and the right feedback and the right cooperation. And I tried to be an entrepreneur uh, yeah. within my own firm, but I felt 
sometimes it was like pushing water up the hill. You know, this is how we do things. This is who we are. Um, you know, sometimes committees upon committees. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to take the brave step and I'm going to do it on my own. Uh, in the past, it did cross my mind, you know, would I want to do it? The thing is, I love working with people. Mm. And the only concern I always had was, I don't want to work on my own. So when I started the business, if you came to me and said, look, I'm a fortune teller, and I'm always right when I tell the future, <laughs> and I can tell you that you're going to end up as a sole practitioner, maybe with a half a secretary, you know, you will rent a, <clears throat> a Victorian uh, office type in Brighton yeah. somewhere, and it will just be yourself with half a secretary. I probably would not have done that. Wow. Uh, this is something I always knew. I always knew it had to be, uh, you know, a bigger firm, not just me or me and another half a person yeah, as yeah. a sole practitioner type of thing. Uh, I didn't want to be a sole practitioner. So to answer your question, yes, it did cross my mind about starting on my own. But I thought, yeah, but I don't want to work on my own. Mm. Uh, but when I realized that there is an opportunity to innovate, I came up with a cheeky way not to be on my own. Right. Um, by when I actually started 14 years ago, the first thing that I set up was actually the Acumen Business Group. Right, okay. Um, and that was when we, it was, what w the way we looked at it, when a business grows, right, right, when a business grows, what does they take in-house first? Marketing, yeah. uh, finance, yeah. legal, IT, yeah. HR. So as a business, when you, you know, when you are growing and you want this in-house capabilities, these are the five departments yep. that you will take on board first. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I thought, it was me and another uh, guy, we got, we got together and we had this idea, why don't we, so he was in the finance slash business consultancy side, I mm -hmm. was the legal, yeah. and we said, why don't we recruit HR, marketing, and IT, uh, when I say recruiter, we didn't mean as employees, to do a joint, joint venture, venture. Yeah, of yeah. the five of us. We'll set up a group. So the five of us will still be, you know, I'll be my own law firm, you'll be your own accountant and your own HR and your own marketing. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just go and have a, offer a one-stop shop. And that's how Acumen Business Law started. It was, oh, okay. um, you know, one part of the Acumen Business Group. Mm. The four that we got together, they were already working as self-employed people for a number of years. Yeah. You know, some of them were three years, some of them were eight years. Uh, I was the only one who was new, just left employment. In fact, just had my third child. Yeah. Um, and um, when I started, I had a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a six-month-old baby. Wow. Um, wow. And the first time I was going on my own, whereas the other four were already running their businesses by that point. So that, and we took, um, uh, we are in Hove Street, we still are, we took Audley House in, in Hove Street, yeah, yeah. and the five of us worked together, which was really nice to me because it meant that I didn't have to work on my own. Yeah. It was really nice uh, for them as well. Um, and then uh, we, what we've decided that it became a bit problematic, I think it was because we weren't really one company, we yeah. were five businesses trying to work together. Yeah. It was like five chefs trying to work uh, to cook a roast sure, dinner, sure, sure, sure. you know, and, and Too many not, cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, not necessarily a problem, but just different ways of wanting to cook that roast dinner. Yeah, 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 so sure. we said, look, why don't we just stay in the building and the Acumen Business Group will simply just hire the building, yeah. but we'll carry on within our own industries, sure. which is what, what we've done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then with time, 
each of them left the building and Acumen Business Law grew and grew and grew and we took over the entire building Amazing. in the end. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, uh, 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 that's incredible. I mean, it, you sort of mentioned it's interesting. Like, why? Uh, I want to just touch on the point you made that, you know, your, your children at them ages. Why then at that particular time? Why, why was it in 2007 when you started Acumen? Was it that... Is it, is it just been building up and building up? You thought, what well, this is the right time, and 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 a lot of people listen. Uh, a lot of listeners, maybe people, are thinking about starting their own business. Oh, I can't do it because <coughs> that's not the right time. I, you know, I wait till the kids are a bit older and then I'll do it. And then there's never. I think the point I'm making is there's potentially never really a right time to yeah. do it. You've just got to have the guts to go. I'm going to do this and make it work, and and you make it work. Yeah, this is um, absolutely true, and there's something that I talk about in my book um, quite a bit about the timing, and it's not dissimilar um, to having children. Um, often you say, "Oh, is it the right time to have a child?" Is it? Do you know what? It's never the right time. You can always have a you know a better house and more money and a, a more accommodating job or um, you know better time of your life. You know, if you within reason, you know, there's there's no um, ideal time and it's very much um, the same with setting up a business in my case you could say it was the worst time <laughs> because i literally i had a newborn i just had uh, uh, my third child as i said i was you know i had a nine-year-old a six-year-old and a newborn um which is a really tough time yeah, a anyone who set up a business knows and will tell you and you know it's like having a child. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. demanding. It's so demanding. Yeah. It's twenty four seven. It's in your mind all the time. You have to give it so much don't time much. and effort. You don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you awake at night. Yeah. It's so so similar. You stress about it. You know, am I a good parent? Am I doing the right job? You yeah. know, yeah, um, yeah. and it's exactly so. In a way, it's like I had four children. You know, under the age of nine. Um, from that respect, it was the worst time. It was the worst recession. It was. I was just about to say, time yeah. wise, yeah. Just, I yeah. started it in September 2007 and the world collapsed by Christmas. And I remember thinking, oh, that wasn't right time. I better do up my CV again and, and, and look for a job. Yeah. Um, it was, um, uh, you know, I also had to earn money because um, being the, the main breadwinner, yeah, yeah. it wasn't uh, because sometimes you hear a situation where. I said, well, my, you know, my partner is working. I was going to give that a go. If it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. Yeah. No, I had to earn money. You know, I had to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I was just diagnosed with um, um, terminal illness at the time, and I was told that I was unlikely to survive. At the same time as I started my business, clearly I survived, wow. and wow. the doctor was wrong <laughs> because I'm here. Wow. Um, but when you look at the combination of all these and again and especially with you know with law firm starting up a law firm it's not um you know i, I started it after six months maternity leave i didn't have one client you know and yeah. often people start a law firm when they have at least one or two clients that either they take with them or they know them through That's personal yeah, contact sure. i opened my you know i turned up on the first day in september 2007 without one client i had to start wow. completely from scratch so if you look at all these reasons together you go this is definitely not the right time to start a business recession <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you haven't yeah. got enough money you just had a child you've just been ill this is not the right time but i thought you know what that's when i set out to do it and i'm going to do it and i'm, I'm and you know when you came to the recession i thought well i'm just not going to participate you know, it's not, the world yeah, hasn't ended. You know, yeah. there is still work out there. I just need to make sure that some of it come my way, and do my best to, you know, to to get it. 
how do you with that? What an amazing uh, again we talk in the in the in the podcast. The main thing is tapping into people's minds. Is that how, how do you like th- that sense of resilience from that that right from your starting blocks? Really, you, you're like you say. Some people start a business. They go right. I've built up a bit of a clientele. They're going to come. So I've got this. Maybe haven't got kids. Not suffered a terminal illness yeah. <laughs> and and been in that position and and in a quite a strong position and going and still they. That doesn't really work out, and, it, and, it, and as a st- uh, starting point, starting blocks. Whereas your starting blocks are well, really bad. But to have your mindset to be able to go. Like I love that. I love the the comment of I'm not going to participate <laughs> with the recession. I'm not going to participate in that. This is what I can do. I know. And is that just comes then from ultimately down to self belief that you just ultimately believe that mm. you would achieve it. It it. Yes, it is. Um, it's the, uh, you know passion about the idea. I had the idea of setting up a law firm that is truly different, and I was sitting at home and I was writing the ideas, and I was so excited about making it happen. I really mm. wanted. It wasn't like, oh, I don't like my job. Okay, I'll start on my own then. Yes. It was no. I've got an idea here that I believe is innovative and it's different and. Uh, when the Financial Times listed us at the top 50 groundbreaking and innovative law firms in the UK and Europe, it was Amazing. a nice confirmation that, you know, I was writing what I was thinking, that yeah. it was truly different to set up a law firm that behaves different internally as well as externally. But the mindset is key, and you are mm. spot on with that. And fear... fear paralyzes us it really stops us from doing the things we want to do but so often everything we want is on the other side of fear and whenever I talk to anyone about fear I say to them just ask yourself what's the worst that can happen but truly truly what okay you're really fearful about doing this thing now what's the worst that can happen and if the worst is you know that my, you know, my children will be harmed. You know, I will will end up on the street, whatever. Then, yeah, maybe the price is too much. You mm. know, I don't, I don't want to put my children at risk yeah, or whatever. Of course. But sometimes and often, it just means, or oh, I might have to sell my half house and move to a smaller house. Okay, it might, or, or you know, I might not be able to afford to go on holiday for a couple of years, mm. or I might have to work harder. Or you know, sometimes the sacrifice is not that life-shattering, and it's yeah. it, it's really worth trying sure. it for that. You know, because when you look at what's the worst that can happen, yeah. not always, but sometimes yeah, yeah. it's not that bad. And then I say, ask yourself a much better question: What's the best that can happen? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and you know, and when you s- imagining when you go on that path of what's the best that can happen, it's actually really, really exciting, yeah. and, it, and it's worth giving it a go. It's really because I, I, I t- want to talk obviously a little bit about your book, the, obviously the Freedom mm-hmm. Revolution, um, and and you've obviously alluded a little bit to that. The, the question I'm about to say about about fear that paralyzes mm. is it? Do you think it's potentially a lot of it? Are, one we thing we really delve into is about the, the fear of, of failure, basically. Mm. Some people, do you think it, that's what stops a lot of people? It's the thought of, look, oh, I've got this idea, I do want to try that, but what if that doesn't work? And then I found, and you know, I, 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 if I fail, it's, but I think, like, for me, 
failure and I've probably failed before and I've succeeded whatever but I think how you look at it and just it's the learning experience from that failure and that's what makes you the person you are today you try not to make those mistakes you learn from that and you go I think that's something that I'm I'm keen to really I guess just talk to me a bit more about the freedom and that that sort of mindset of you know uh, because you mentioned in there about just giving it a go and I think that that is something that want to try I guess to inspire my listeners to look at people are thinking about that just actually give it a go yeah and I think if if there is a listener thinking oh I actually have this idea but Sam is spot on I'm I'm just scared of failing mm. you know I would stop and say to that person what does that failing look like mm. because in practice it's probably not like that mm. so they, they there are so many other things that you can't predict where you're sitting today so you might want to you know in your head you go right i want to set up a you know a podcast you know i want to do a new podcast and i want to bring people okay oh but it's probably fail so what does what does that mean what would failure look like so it may be that in your mind no one is one going to come and see it no one is going to listen to it i'll have no platform to put it on that's how you but failure isn't like that. There will be some failures, you know, there yeah, will be someone that you'll ask to come on, on board and they'll say no. There will be some podcast that you put out there and doesn't get a lot. But, but that's not failure. You know, that's part of the process. There will be, and that's with, with any business, you know, if it is you're going to open a restaurant or you're going to set up a web design company or an accountancy firm. Yeah. What you think is failure, you're probably thinking the worst possible scenario on all front yeah, you know yeah, i'm yeah. just going to be dead yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but th- there will be other things there will be little failures but there'll be little successes and you'll change direction you might go actually do you know i was going to set up that restaurant in brighton but now that i started to look into it i might actually do it in horsham or in london or in crawley or, or whatever there'll be all sorts of things that happen along the way that you can't predict now yeah. so you know, the fear of failure, what, what is the failure that you're imagining? Let's break it down. There might not be that big failure that you're imagining. Yeah. There may be, there will be, I can guarantee there will be failures yeah. along the way, yeah, but there will also be some successes and you'll change directions and you move along. And the thing about the freedom revolution, I do talk about, you know, uh, fear and, and everything else in there, but primarily it's about the revolution in the business industry that's happened in the last decade probably before you know if you look at it in the 70s and in the 80s and in the 90s business was driven by money primarily Mm. it was all about uh, whether you are climbing the corporate ladder in a job or whether you're starting a business on your own how much money can i make um this is my progression my career progression how much money can i make um whereas the revolution that is uh, happening in the business world actually people it's not that they don't people in business care about making money and that's because they have to make money if you don't make money in business if acumen will stop making money acumen will not exist all these jobs that acumen at the moment um you know giving to all our people they will not have those jobs and acumen will not be there therefore acumen has to be financially successful but that wasn't the drive you know, it yeah. was a desired outcome, uh, you know, being financially successful. When I started the law firm, of course, I wanted to be a financially successful law firm. But 
for me, when I, and, and it's hand on heart, when I sat there days and days and thinking about it and planning it, I never thought, oh, and I will make all that money and I will buy a yacht. I, yeah. I, I, I don't think I'll buy a yacht. <laughs> you know, and I will do, and I'll be able to fly every month or whatever. Yes, I wanted to make money to provide for my family and, and, and that, that goes without saying and I wanted to grow so it had to make money so I can take on employees and be able to pay them and I want to be able to pay people market rate so it has to make money and yeah. I wanted it and I still want it to make money yeah. but that wasn't the drive and that's what the revolution is about. The revolution is about purpose being the drive for business people. You know, you set up this podcast idea not because, and I'm guessing I'm putting words in your mouth, that you thought, oh, that will make me a millionaire. Yeah. You were enthusiastic, like you were saying earlier. You were running, you listened to other people's podcasts, and you think, this is so nice. I would like to give that a go. Yeah, yeah. yeah ideally, it would be financially successful, and, and for sure, that's a desired outcome. Yeah. But that wasn't the drive. It was, it's, it's something within you yeah, yeah. that wanted to create that platform. It's, you're fulfilling a certain purpose within you, and that's what the Freedom Revolution is about. For me, I, I, absolutely fascinating because that I, 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 again, read books, listen to books, listen to podcasts, stuff. Like, but for, for me, that is ultimately it. Like we could, if we had a conversation, probably twelve years ago, I started my business journey twelve years ago with the hair salon. I was quite money motivated. Yeah. My, you know, I read loads of books and mm. changed my life in the way of, uh, you know, back in my mid twenties. I guess I always had a burning desire to do that. But back in my early twenties, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna run my own business one day. And I start, right, okay, I'm on this journey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a millionaire and I'm yeah. gonna have a big house and a Ferrari and all. And those were my motivators, in a sense. You, you, I think kids was a big leveler for me. Um, but even prior to that, you start to learn a lot about you. I guess maturity and other stuff that comes into it. But it then becomes it's because it. Look, successful business is not, it's more about, one thing I, le I learned recently, it's more about, you. is there a problem out there and how can I solve it? That, that That's a purpose, why you're starting that business, why you're doing something in that sense. Not because you're going to, you're set, right, I'm going to set up this business, don't really, not interested in that, but no, that's going to make me lots of money. That can't be, that's, um, I'm confident that many of them businesses that start that way will fail. And, and, and purpose goes even deeper than that. Um, you know, for example, um, um, coming up with an innovative way of providing legal services, mm. that was certainly a purpose, but real purpose goes much deeper mm. and it's different for every person. It could mm. be, I want to show my mum that I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I never thought that I'd be able to do that and I want to show that, that, that I am able to do that. Yeah. Or I want to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm doing this for my friend. Or, you know, purpose could be, um, you know, much deeper. Yeah, sure. And if you just read the real purpose, you won't even guess necessarily what business it is. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you, you know, if you say, you know, I want to uh, provide legal services in an innovative way, you immediately know, okay, it's a, it's a law firm, it's providing legal yeah. services, and it's certainly part of the purpose. But purpose is something much deeper. Yeah. It goes, you know, back, you know, that's... Um, Many sessions of therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. That's, that's incredible. I, one thing I, I, I find quite interesting, and 
something I've that, that especially with social media now as well that there's a lot of we almost need this validation so yeah. that's what social media is about yeah. we, we all use it I'm yeah. guilty of it we, we you know we, I took uh, some we, selfies that I would put on social media absolutely yes. and it's, it's a great <laughs> tool it's brilliant it's brilliant for business it's brilliant personally and it, it does there's, there's an element I guess of like you say delving into your deep your own purpose of why you're doing yeah. if we put things out there and oh that's not got many likes and you're you're relying on other people's validation of you then for, for, for me what you're searching for something in yourself whereas if you're happy if you're content and you've got your own person you know what your drivers are you know where you are as an individual and where you don't need that validation from other people it's, yeah. it's only the validation that you have to give yourself like well, I'm happy with that. Yeah, and you know, while you know, I said, oh, um, um, many sessions of th therapy said that as a joke. Um, for me, my therapy, uh, maybe I should take therapy one day because <laughs> it's something I don't know. Something I've never experienced, and I yeah. imagine it's it's something that can be really so liberating. But for me, I get all my inspiration from reading books, yeah. um, and I guess that's my therapy. You know, yeah. I I read a lot of books and I get my inspiration and I get. And what you say about social media, you know, um, um, there is a, um, a new book that uh, was written by uh, Hannah Ben Shabbat called Gen Z about mm. the, you know, the new generation, yeah. Generation Z and how yeah, they, yeah. Um, um, uh, how they're going to be as employees and how they perceive the world mm. and how they, um, um, how they are consumers in, in a different way to the way we were. And, you know, the world of social media, if you are young and vulnerable, mm must be terrifying yeah. and i always think you know if, imagine yourself if you're 14 or 15 or 16 and you are you're looking on um, i was gonna say facebook no you won't be looking at facebook <laughs> yeah. you'll be looking at instagram or a snapchat mm. and you'll see um, all your friends are at a party but you're not yeah if we didn't get to a party we didn't know no, we, yeah. we didn't get invited <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we we never knew yeah, you know yeah, we sure, were at sure. home with our families having a good time having a good weekend not yeah. realizing there is a big party out there that we are not invited to <laughs> yeah. because there's no social media. Yeah. But imagine, you know, you are oh, 13, 14, 15 kid, you know, you pick up your phone and you see, uh, you know, so many other people from your class or whatever in a party mm. and you didn't get invited. That must be so destroying. But you, what you were saying, it's, it doesn't stop with age in a sense that it yeah. doesn't matter how old you are. P people who are, the more vulnerable they are, the mm. less confident they are, the more they'll be affected by why am I not getting yeah. enough likes yeah. and 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 absolutely that's a whole that's it's a whole a, world. It's a minefield, isn't it? You, do, yeah. you look at that next generation. I even like my kids only see they they're sort of they're growing up, and you sort of look at the world that they're going to come into, and it's one thing I think is so important to build and we, uh, within business is so key is resilience is mm. such a big and I try, we, I try and with our kids even from a young age and still now just always trying to build resilience within them and I think that's such a it's such a tool that they're going to need growing yeah. up and, and we, we all do as as people as business owners especially but I think for that younger generation definitely it's, uh, it's, it's something that they that they they're told that they're going to need you know and and you know that's why part of the innovation if you like of, mm. of starting the business so for example um we run the acumen business convention and i yeah, tell you how what, what reminded me when you said resilience in business and the idea was not this is not a legal event you know a law event yeah, it, yeah, the sure. events start at half past 11 with a lunch at the grand hotel we normally have about 300 people and it ends at seven o'clock in the evening and in those seven hours I think there is 15 minutes of law. Yeah. 
when there is like a seminar yeah, yeah, that sure. you select and you go and you get, you get 15 minutes of it. The rest is all about business, business stories, business tips, toolkit, inspiration. And um, David Gower is going to be, so we normally do it in May of every year. So obviously yeah. um, in 2019, we're celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Acumen Business yeah, Convention. Amazing, we had Tony Bloom as, as, uh, as the uh, guest speaker. We had the owner of uh, the founder of Yo Sushi. We always have business founders, business owners who Brilliant. tell the, the, the journey. But we also have the um, arena speakers and these are local business heroes who tell their story as well. But this year we've got David Gower, who is a, um, a, a cricket, cricket legend yeah, 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 and um, and a broadcaster, and I heard him give a talk, um, and he said that's how uh, remind me when he said resilient. He he was talking. Okay, this is my knowledge of cricket is going to come to the fore now. <laughs> Ian, there's a famous cricketer I, called both of them. Atkinson. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Any but tips on cricket? The, come the, to the, me. The, the, <laughs> that's my limited knowledge of cricket. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and. Um, 95% sure he was talking about him. So yeah. sorry, David, yeah. no, if I'm <laughs> completely ruining your story here. But he was talking about how, um, um, and this is, he was saying this is also a tip for people in business, mm. not have self-doubt. You don't second guess yourself. That's yeah. it, that's it. He said, he didn't second guess himself. You know, yeah. this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And I think this approach in business is, fundamental no, no you of course we all doubt ourselves and i'm sure even ian both of them had moments where he goes did i throw that ball yeah, that yeah. <laughs> in the right way or whatever um and 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 yes and i do and i'm, I'm sure most people do but the more you have it mm. the 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 more you are just going to have a very tough journey yeah. and it's as i was saying it's a bit like being a parent you know yeah. it comes built in with guilty feelings yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. surely oh you know, when I used to pick up my kids from school and all these mums come with these home-baked muffins, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't home-bake muffins, and I thought, oh, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a terrible parent, you know. Uh, but <laughs> but then, you know, my daughter, who's at university, literally two days ago, texted um, us and said, uh, I just want to say that I think you're both super parents, and when, I, when I'm a parent, I want to be yeah. like you. And you wow. think, oh, Amazing. we did do something right. Amazing. So uh, it's very similar in the business world in the sense that, Yes, you can always think, oh, I, I, surely I could do better than that. And, and look at that other business who's in my sector. Are they doing better? You know, shouldn't I be doing what they're doing? Stop self-guessing yourself. You know, if you give it your all and you're really passionate and you really care and you're interested, you will do your best, you know, and you need to limit the amount of, you know, self-doubt and self-guessing. And the number of likes are not an indication yeah. of how well you're doing. And, and get, I guess, all of that back to what you alluded to earlier about purpose. If, as long as you know what your purpose is, why you're there, why you're doing it, mm. what that's about, of course self-doubt comes in. You do, uh, we're human, so we're going to yeah. second guess from time to time. But ultimately, you go, but this is what I'm here. That is, and if, uh, I, think if, uh, I think you're so spot on with the fact that if you can, you drill down to why have I started this? What is my purpose here? Why am I doing it? that always override all the other bits and pieces and you can go. And do you know that the, the biggest validation for me, um, much more than number of likes or whatever, was in this horrendous COVID year, the C word. <laughs> um, 
when it started, when it kicked off, it, I, um, I remember the date because we uh, we are a democratically democratically run law firm, so yeah. we have meet, we, weekly meetings with lunch yeah. when we run the business, and it could be a boring item such as, you know, should we hire a printer or buy a printer to yeah. shall we open another branch in Kent? You know, yeah, it, yeah. we we discuss it all. So the last meeting was on Tuesday, seventeenth of March, and in that meeting we said we're going to finish the day in the office yeah. for from tomorrow. Everyone works from home. On a, that was a Wednesday, and it was on Friday when Boris announced the lockdown. So you know we were like three days before that, yeah. and so that was seventeenth of March, and then lockdown was announced, and I was in tears, and I, I will admit, and funny you know it came out in the most uh, uh, unpredictable time, um, and my marketing uh, uh, manager asked me to to come up with some wording for something, and I said, oh, we've already got it on our web website, and I, I was at home on my own looked up our own website to yeah. just to get the wording out and I just burst out crying but I don't know maybe because I saw the website um, and thought that's a cool business yeah. and it's gonna <laughs> die I seriously seriously really? wow. thought there is no way we're going to survive this because I thought again you have to wear the hat of March 2020 yeah, not now when if someone goes oh there's a lockdown next month we go yeah right yeah, whatever yeah. can you pass the water you <laughs> no know <problem>. <laughs> Mm. And that you have to wear the it's mindset so new, yeah, of it. Yeah, it was like, what? We're not allowed to leave the house. All the businesses will be shut. Restaurants, cafes. You know, so I yeah. was in that world and I thought, we have... Something you know, you've built up over 14 exactly, years. Exactly. Yeah. 14 years, I, you know, blood and Spent everything it, yeah. swept yeah. into this business. And, and if you're a solicitor and you go bankrupt, that's not good news. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, sure, and sure. I'm thinking... Will I even be able to stay, you know, actually stay afloat? So yeah. I'm not, ever, you know, um, um, declared bankrupt so I can be a director and I can be and uh, work as a solicitor. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my goodness, will I start all over again? And I just burst out crying. And I thought, this is, you know, this is it. Who's going to come to lawyers now? Yeah. And I'm not talking about if you were sued and you were in the middle of a court case. Yeah. That's different. But acumen business law is, you know, deals with joint ventures buying and selling businesses yeah, sure, uh, sure. you know it's all about uh, protecting your intellectual property yeah. making sure you've got solid contracts in place the world is closed down yeah, you're not yeah, going yeah, to yeah, come yeah. to lawyers and, and talk about these things now taking on employee employment contract growing in, in uh, your premises and need new leases none of it none is of going to happen yeah. so I thought this is it I just hope you know I can stay afloat and, and I, I genuinely genuinely thought and I was crying and I was so so sad and do you know what? Our financial year starts on the 1st of April. And so March just ended. This turned out to be our second best year in our 14 wow. years. Wow. And that was a moment of validation for me. Yeah, and for man. me, I thought that is thanks to the Acumen tribe. Yeah, and yeah. when I say Acumen tribe, I mean our own people who yeah. were working, all working from home, but still giving it their all, yeah. as well as externally. All our people, all our business community, they kept coming back to us. They yeah, kept yeah. using us. They came back to us. They haven't forgotten us. And we tried as well to give out. We gave out so many free legal services when it all kicked off because we Amazing. knew all other businesses are crying at home, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in, in the same way. And, you know, that was for me a moment of validation. I thought in a year like this, in a worldwide pandemic, yeah. when everything is shut, and that was your second best year, 
that's, that's not bad. That, I'm that pleased about that. that, is <laughs> and, that and that's again, I guess that's a credit to a couple of things. One, the, the, the culture, we're, we're, we're delving into culture a little bit in, a, in, a, in a little while, but the culture you created within Acumen mm. with the people, like, the idea of the law firm that you wanted from back to your purpose what you started it out for the you created a culture within there where like you said the tribe you describe yeah. them as a tribe and i know i've heard you say that before but which is quite like you're all part of that thing yeah. that you've created something there that they all just wanted to go right look we're all in this together and what, oh, what how did it change so from your mindset of obviously being really sad and upset wow this is the end to getting up first of april thinking to right let's get the tribe together and let's, you know, as a leader and, and turning turning that around, I guess, going from that mindset of feeling quite down and low and thinking 14 years of doing it mm. to then go, let's move forward 12 months, here we are, that you've had your second best year ever. That's, that's an amazing turnaround from a mindset shift as well, mm. isn't it? To, to yeah. I like, had the, like, for, wh when, where did you, I suppose, get at the point, just go, well, my sleeves. I've just got yeah. to do this. This is what yeah. I'm here for. I just thought, do you know what? That that is too precious, you yeah. know. And I started uh, to implement some. Um, I call them survival steps first. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like cutting down on cost. Yeah. You know, look at right. How can we save as much money as as as, as possible? Yeah. And you know, and um, use some of the furlough scheme. Not not yeah. for everyone because yeah, yeah. some people were. And yeah. again, in I always said the furlough scheme was brilliant for, say, a restaurant yeah. because you're either shut or you're open. Yeah, 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 sure, but sure. if I work for your business and I'm on furlough and I can't, if I answer three emails, yeah. that means I'm working. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. do you see what I mean? Yeah, that was absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. trying to find all the ways around it. Yeah. But when it comes to culture, and I think that was, again, you, you're absolutely right, that was fundamental in kind of surviving and, thriving through this is the understanding that's where the democratically run comes from if you want people to care yeah. they've got to understand what's happening and what's going on which was one of my toughest thing in this in this year because yeah. we would i told you we would have the weekly meeting with yeah. lunch when we run the business together yeah, yeah. and that stopped because obviously we weren't yeah. in the office and the zoom thing it's not quite not quite the same no, and that's not. what i really missed in that year is i genuinely care about your opinion and i don't care what your title is i don't care if you're a law student working yeah. here depends on what if yeah, i yeah. need to uh, um, extend the lease then i only want to hear the opinion of the commercial property specialist yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you are a family law specialist i don't want to hear your opinion about yeah, extending yeah, the yeah, lease yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're not going to be able to help me um when it comes to areas of expertise, it goes without saying that, you know, the I need the FD input when it comes to finance because yeah, yeah. he's the FD. But if we're talking about, as I was saying, anything about, you know, should we should we get a coffee machine? Yeah. Why, if you're a senior solicitor, your opinion is more relevant than if you are a genuine, a, a junior marketing person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why? Yeah. What do you know more about coffee machines than, than he or she does? So I, I love that. It, it's just if you want people to care, tell them what's going on and ask them. It's not just to tell you. Yeah. We don't have what we, you know, other places called management announcement. Yeah. We don't have, as of Monday, this is, we're going to do this. Yeah. The way we we'll work in the weekly meeting, we will go, what do you think about da 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 
and then we discuss it, and then we go, okay, so shall we start it for Monday? But it's not a management announcement, it was discussed. And in a way, Acumen People Solicitors was born exactly this way. So Acumen, I'm a business lawyer, so I started Acumen Business Law, just specializing in business law. And for 10 years, every time we would get someone calling me saying, I'm I'm getting divorced, can you help me? I'm I'm sorry, we just do business law. You have to go to another law firm. I move in house, can you do my conveyancing for me? No, you know, we do commercial property, but we don't do residential property. You have to go to another law firm. I need a will or probate. We would, we kept, and it was in that weekly meeting when one of the solicitors said, for 10 years, we keep sending legal work away. Now, obviously, we in this room can't do that because it's not our speciality, but why don't we do it? And then we started every week planning it together. Should we change the name? Should we call ourselves Acumen Law? But then, we thought, but then we're just like any other law firm. Acumen Business Law is so well known for being yeah, business yeah, yeah, law yeah, specialist. Yeah. Do we want to ruin the branding? And shall we said, okay, so let's do a different arm. Shall we call it Acumen? Or shall we call it, will it have a zebra? We're a bit obsessed with our zebras. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> will Acumen people have a zebra? And then, you know, all that was discussed. So it wasn't management discussing yeah, yeah. it and then announcing to staff, we don't have that language about my staff or yeah, yeah. we don't talk that way. Uh, you know, an announcement to staff saying, as of um, that month or whatever, we're going to uh, start another law firm. It was all discussed and built together with them, you know, the name, the logo, the colors, everything. And then in the end, we decided to have two, we've got two different websites, Acumen Business Law, Acumen People. Um, one is black and white and orange, and yeah. this one black and white, and I'm not allowed to say pink or red, it's watermelon red. <laughs> <laughs> Both got zebras, <laughs> we decided to keep the zebras. And funny enough, uh, initially we weren't going to call it acumen because what, we. S- what, why are the zebras? I'll just cut across. The what, zebras, what? because, okay, if you go to the wild, all the animals are either brown or grey, primarily. I mean, the giraffe is competing there. (laughs) (laughs) Primarily, all the four-legged animals are so brown, grey, boring. Suddenly, this white horse painted in black stripes, or is it a black horse painted in white stripes? (laughs) It's a head turner. You know, it stands out. It's different. And then, obviously, it came about with... um, law firm people think that the law is black and white where it's actually 50 shades of gray (laughs) you know um and we thought okay because people say oh well the law is black and white isn't it and we thought oh that works out really well and we thought with zebras it can it can do so many fun things so in our acumen business convention we always have live uh, uh, entertainment and we (laughs) have like zebra dancers and zebra (laughs) singers and and we actually have a live not a live zebra (laughs) a live size zebra in the office in the you know in the lobby when 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 you come in so you know we're obsessed with that um so that's about that is you know the that all comes out from culture yeah yeah, yeah. you know having the culture of everybody's opinion we want to hear your opinion I don't care what your title is, you know, what, what you do in the office. Uh, we want to hear your, and we want your engagement. And, and, uh, and that's, a, that's a brilliant way. Like, uh, again, culture is one of the main things that I love talking about on this podcast. And it's something, I guess, from running a hair salon mm. that I struggled with a little bit, not being a hairdresser and trying to, and uh, something I learned from, I suppose, from that experience, but coming out. And, and it's something I really find fascinating about our how businesses create their culture within a company and I love that ethos of, of brand that everyone opinion matter and like you said that I guess then because you take the hierarchy out of it because right, you, you own Acumen 
something you snort, mm-hmm. you, you've started it, you're the founder, but to sit around a table as the owner and be able to uh, know that you're approachable and everyone opinion around that table from a junior marketeer, yeah. like you said, right up to a senior partner, that everyone's opinion matters. Then when it comes to stuff like where you have got to roll your sleeves up and get stuck in, that people feel like they're part of something yeah. as opposed to, oh, well, like, I'm not even including that anyway, I don't care about it. And, and you're yeah. working from home because then that surely the, with the working from home, that trust element's got to be there. Mm. Whereas I'm sure by having your tribe around you that everyone is on the same page, yeah. they, you know you trust them because they, they want the best for the business as much as you do because yeah. you've shared all those values with them. And I think sharing and being a bit more honest as as owners of business is such an important key to include people. Because you, How can you expect them to buy into that your purpose and what your vision for a company if you don't share it with them. Yeah, and in the legal industry in particular, you know, it's it's such a an industry that doesn't welcome innovation, you know, and yeah, that's why sure. when, when we came 14 years ago and said, right, we scrapped the hourly rate, we're going to do fixed fees. That was earth shattering. And because, and that came when I worked with all the other law firms, you know, mm. I was charging hourly rate before. And People co- confuse estimate with fixed fees. Because yeah, 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 sometimes yeah, yeah. people say, no, but other law firms said, is it a fixed fee or is it an estimate? You know, yeah, say, yeah. I charge £270 an hour. That would normally take four hours. But I'm not committed to four hours. Yeah. Whereas we wanted to commit, you know, this is this is the fee. It's yeah. a £1,000. And yeah. if it took 10 hours, we lost. You know, yeah, it's yeah, a £1,000. Yeah. and um, Or 500 or 6,000, what, yeah. whatever it is. Because in previous law firms, you know, the, the, the instructions in every office was don't call the lawyers unless you have to. Yeah. Because, you know, every time you call the lawyer, the clock is ticking. Yeah, and, sure. you know, and I can talk a lot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you go, oh, isn't it chilly today? Yeah, 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 it's very chilly. Now, moving on, you know, people don't want to chit chat to yeah, you yeah, because yeah. the clock is ticking. And I thought when I started Acumen, I thought, well, how can I form relationship with clients if they're scared to pick up the phone and talk to me? I want to create a situation where that fear is not there. And do you know what people said to me when I thought this is when I was sharing, this is what I'm going to do. And I've got friends who are lawyers and they said, are you crazy? <laughs> clients will abuse it. They'll be on the phone to you all the time. And I really think this it's a the patronizing approach. Clients are busy people. Yeah. They're busy running their businesses. They don't wake up in the morning and think, Pretty nice fixed fee, so I think I'm going to call her and speak yeah, to her for six yeah, hours. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that yeah. And if you've got business ideas and you call me to chat them through, which for which I won't charge, yeah. that's okay because when you actually come to implement it, you come to me yeah, because yeah, we've yeah, been course. talking about this joint venture, whatever that you're about to do yeah, for, for yeah. ages, and now you're actually about to do it. Yeah. You need the joint venture agreement. Yeah. You say, Oh, Pia, do you remember that joint venture I talked to you about? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're now on board and we need that agreement. You're very, very likely, unless I annoyed you during our conversation, yeah. you can go somewhere else, <laughs> to come back to me to, you know, to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was the idea is to do fixed fees at the outset for all non contentious matters. Yeah. Because if you want to sue somebody, it's very difficult to sit with you in meeting one and go, yeah, that will be eight hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm sure, you know, you don't know how. You might send a letter and the other side will go, yeah, sorry about it. Here's the money. Yeah, yeah. Or we may be in court three years later. So it's impossible in meeting yeah, one to course, give a fixed fee. But we try and break it down in contentious matters. But for all non-contentious matters, when no one is fighting anyone, when you just need 
a shareholders agreement, terms and condition, a mm-hmm. trademark, a lease, an employment contract, a share scheme, yeah. you buy or sell a business, you know, no one is fighting anyone. Yeah. We provide a fixed fee um, a- at the outset, you know, Amazing. that's the yeah. um, idea. And the idea was to be like a business person, you know, uh, you know, our acumen business law clients are business people, yeah. just like us. Yeah. So, you know, speaking the same way, with acumen people, of course, it's a completely different. We do, um, we now have um, a really thriving, successful conveyancing department yeah. that just had the toughest year of their life because of the stamp duty holiday. Of course, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my goodness, sure. they worked so, so hard. Um, and this is our strongest department in acumen people. Yeah. Um, and we also do uh, family law, wills and probate. And of course, they, I'm saying that's completely different in the sense that it's not a business, but it's people. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's still yeah, people. Yeah. So the business people buy houses. They need wills. Yeah, they need cool. probate. They sometimes get divorced, yeah, yeah. and they need that those those services. Yeah. So it was lovely to be able to use the reputation with it. And initially, we made a deci- decision in those weekly meetings not to call acumen people acumen because we wanted to differentiate it so much from acting business law. Yeah. And then we met, um, I'll give him credit, Andy Stenning um, in the, in yeah, the yeah, part yeah, of yeah, SU2. Yeah, sure. of course, of and course. we shared with him the idea and he said to us, are you crazy? You've got such an amazing brand. You've got such yeah. fantastic reputation. You have to call it Acumen. Yeah. If you called it, we were in the Connaught. He said, if you call it Connaught Solicitors, I wouldn't know it's you and I probably won't use you. Yeah, yeah. But if you call it Acumen, I'll immediately realize it's you and all your reputation and uh, goodwill goes yeah, with yeah. it. And we went back to the team and said, we just met him yeah, and, yeah. and we kind of um, sold it, uh, basically repeated what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and everyone said, yeah, actually, that's a really good point. And we yeah. called it Acumen People. But that's that's through culture. It wasn't like again management announcement yeah. that this is what we're going to do and this is what's going to happen. And, and, uh, and again, uh, back to I don't want to repeat myself, but you say it's then back to that like everyone feels part of that exactly that journey. I mean, uh, yeah. it actually takes us quite nicely onto the next next thing we're going to talk about. But it's it's about that journey, isn't it? And um, it's something that I, I again find really fascinating. But I again, mentioned in your book you uh, about discussing the journey that it's it's life business it's not a destination it, it is the journey and i just i just want to discuss that in a little bit more detail if we can and and just i guess define what like when you start out what what does what did did success look like for you when you started the business that and then on that journey how have you sort of yeah and that's a that's a really really good point and um, whenever i give talks about you know business and growing it you know yeah. um, thriving on your passion and the yeah. re- freedom revolution and I'm asked to, 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 to give talks uh, every now and again. I say, look, I may use the word success in my talk a number of times, but it's important to me to say at the outset that success is something different. So if you've got a job now and your dream, what you want is to be able to leave the job and provide the same service but earn more or less what you're earning now mm. but as self-employed and you've achieved it, you are hugely successful. Mm. You are a massive success. Mm. You were working and you set out, oh, if only I could, you know, I, I do w- uh, web design, you know, w- websites. I set up, I, I build websites. I'll, I want to do it for myself, but I don't have one client. Mm. But, you know, I earn 3,000 pounds a month, 1,000 pounds a month, 10,000, whatever it is. And I want to be able to do that, but um, working for myself mm. and you've achieved it. That's a huge success. If you, on the other hand, build websites and think, oh, I'd like to set up a really successful company, 
with at least 10 branches around the country, employing at least 100 people. And it's the same outcome. You are earning, you're working on your own and you're earning more or less what you've earned there. You are a huge failure by your own definition, not yeah, by my yeah, definition. Yeah, yeah, sure. You said that that's what you wanted. You wanted 20 branches around the country and employing more than 100 people and, and you know. Yeah. So you have two people who've done exactly the same thing. Yeah. One is massively successful and one is a huge failure yeah, yeah. because they defined success completely different. And this is a really, really important point because, you know, these moments of like, self-doubt and yeah, self yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, double-guessing yeah. ourselves, it's at that point, remind yourself, hold on a minute, what did I set out to do? Yeah. Am I doing it? And if not, what else can I do? Because yeah. that's, that's the definition if you're successful. In my case, and as I said earlier, I always knew that I want to work with people. Yeah. And I specialize in business law, but there were certain things that I don't do. You know, yeah. I, I'm not an employment lawyer. I'm not a property lawyer. Yeah. So when I started on my own, sometimes clients would go and say, oh, I'm actually taking a list. Can you help me? I'm like, Sorry, I can't. Yeah. Uh, and I was only on my own for four months when I took on my first employee, who is um, Nicole Humphreys, who is still with me. And Amazing. she's now um, um, you know, a senior solicitor heading the employment department. But wow. she was the first person that I took um, on board uh, four months in. Um, but I always knew that was my definition of success, to set up um, a business specialist law firm yeah. that can provide all business law services. And I knew that it can't be just me because I can't provide all, all business yeah. law. And, you know, when I was working on my own, I'll, I'll never forget it, there was one morning when I got up, I was working five days a week till crazy hours. Yeah. I was I was not working weekends because of the children. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I've sure. got to be uh, at home. Uh, I never missed a sports day or a, um, a Christmas play or whatever. Yeah. Um, holidays, family holidays every year, never missed those. Yeah. But Monday to Friday, oh my God, I was Rough, working. Yeah. <laughs> really all hours you can think of and what would happen till five o'clock i was doing non-fee earning time as we call in our industry yeah. as in nothing i can charge for yeah, yeah. so you know setting up the website going networking writing blogs um, um, um uh, selling networking uh, yeah. marketing um, talking to the accountant whatever yeah. and it would be five half five six when everything stops and quiet and then i will start doing the legal work that for which i can actually bill yeah. and you know i was working um sorry it was four months after i uh, raised my first invoice and i think it was eight months when i took my first employee um and i was working so so hard and it was one morning when i went downstairs and talking this is another element of, to do with fear and i just started crying and i thought i can't do this anymore i i, I was exhausted i yeah. was so tired and it was at that point when I thought, hold on a minute, what did you set up to do? Do you want to be a sole practitioner? If the answer is yes, fine, but lower what you're doing. You're doing too much marketing, too much networking. You're getting in too much work for a sole practitioner. You've got to, if that's your dream, you need to act differently. Your dream was to grow a law firm and bring in other people on board so stop being scared, scared about it and go and take someone. I was terrified of taking someone because I was really, really busy that week, okay? Yeah, yeah. What if I take them and then I'm not busy and I'm committed to pay them a salary 
when I'm not, and, and when you run your own business, you can't guarantee that in two weeks' time I'll yeah, have clients please. coming in, yeah. and you know, I'm not a shop, it's not people walking in, I need to bring the work in. Yeah. And I was so scared of employing someone. And then I thought, what did you set up to, to do? Because you can't do this anymore on your own. And this is when, when we talked about what's the worst that can happen, and people think, oh, I will fail. So the fail here would be, I won't be busy, I won't have any work, that will cost me a lot of money and I won't have money to pay them. Yeah. Is it though, or is it something in the middle? And then I realized, okay, don't take someone full-time, take someone part-time. And Nicole at the time had two children and took a five-year break. She did a law degree yeah, yeah. and took a five-year break and then she was looking for a training contract to become a solicitor. So she was really flexible. So we were able to take, I was able to take her on board. Yeah. And I said to her, look, I know you want a training contract and to, to be able to do training, you need to um, train in other disciplines. And at the moment, it's just my discipline. My promise to you is that I want to grow this and then you'll be able to train in other disciplines. I can't promise you that I'll be successful. I'm just promising you that it's what I want and I'll give it my all. So why don't you come on board for six months first as yeah. a legal assistant? It's just us two. We need to like each other. We need to be able to work together work part-time and hopefully by then we'll know whether it works or not and of course the rest is history we grew and she was able to do a training contract and qualify and mm. now she's a solicitor and she's heading the employment law department uh, but that's what i'm saying you know it was that fear and where you have to stop and say okay what have i set up to do i set up to have to grow a law firm and not to be a sole practitioner where you can't do this on your own anymore go out there and the universe conspires to make it happen the next day I went to a networking event we sat at a table and someone I heard um, Lorraine Bell Lorraine was saying oh I've got a friend who is looking uh, to go back into law and she was talking to somebody else she was talking to another trainee who was working for another law firm yeah, yeah. and out my ears <laughs> and then I went and said oh, you know that friend that you mentioned blah 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 and it was that Nicole who literally lives 30 seconds walk from the office Brilliant. She literally lived behind him and she came on board. Um, so things happen for a reason. Things happen for a reason, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an amazing. And like you said, I, I'm sure there's so many people. I've been there. I'm sure there's so many listeners that run their own business that have been there. Like you say, you go through these different parts, and I'm sure there's been like at that point. I'm sure there's been other points over the course of your journey where you sort of you look fearful. at it and go, mm. fearful. You go, but it is. It's like you said. I, I guess if you. Uh, it's been great because the whole podcast has very much gone back to this whole thing. As long as you know what your purpose is, mm. you go back and you, like you said, s back each time and go, that is what I want to achieve. If that's what I want to achieve, that's this is the route I've got to go to get there. And it's not a failure, it's a setback. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I know if people are listening to us, they can't see what I'm pointing, but if you imagine a graph where you're, say, at the bottom of the graph mm. and you want a straight line to get yeah. to where you want to get, and you, 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 you're doing what you're doing and you're going in a straight line and go, yeah, I'm achieving my purpose, I'm achieving my purpose, but then things happen and you suddenly drop and you don't realise and then you go, oh no, I failed. Yeah. And some people will give up here. Yeah. But it's not a failure, it's a setup. You know, that it's, it's a setback that the graph can go up again. Yeah. You know, you can go up and go back on your line to achieve whatever yeah. it is that you've set up so to be your purpose. Amazing, amazing. I love that. Well, we're, we're coming just sort of towards the end now when i just want to tell me what what does what does the future hold for panina mm. and the and the acumen and the acumen family yeah well you are the fortune teller in this uh, <laughs> <laughs> um 
That's a very, very good question. Um, for me, what I, I realized is that um, I love doing what I'm doing and I want to carry on doing it until I can. Uh, it might not necessarily be in the same capacity. You know, there may be time when we can bring other people to, to, to run this show on a daily basis or whatever. But I love working. I love working with people. I love um, uh, getting, sort of going on the journey with people. I enjoy yeah. that. I really, really mm. enjoy that. Um, and it's something that I want to be able to carry on doing. And carry on coming up with ideas of innovation, of doing things differently, um, of nurturing our tribe. That's so, so important to me, the, you know, the Acumen family, the Acumen tribe, as I said, internally as well as externally. I want to make sure that stays forever, mm -hmm. ideally. Um, and yeah, carry on. When I say carry on growing, not necessarily, oh, I want 100 branches around no, the country no. and employing 300 people. Um, but you know, not standing still either. Yeah, sure. Just like we grew by adding acumen people, um, yeah. now you know we can focus on growing acumen people more, but yeah. also uh, grow acumen business law. And you know, I am an opportunist. There may be an idea, literally around the corner, yeah. that someone go, well, how about if we did this? And I go, well, that sounds amazing. Let's speak to the guys. Let's let's give it a go. I love it because I, I guess, and, and this is one thing certainly from a mindset point. If you if you're an optimist, as we mm. both clearly are, you know, being an optimist and having that positive sort of mindset, and that, you're open to opportunities, aren't you? That's yeah. my, that's my strong belief. I believe that you're if you've got that mindset that you're open to opportunities, stuff out there that people go, oh, how do you always get involved in that? Or why do you always do that? Or you always seem to get in. Well, it's only because you're open to the opportunity. Exactly. You know, you know, and I think that's such an important, I, I love that, that you still, even now I go, there's an opportunity around the corner. Who, no one knows yeah. necessarily where it is, but you're, because of how you are and because of how your mindset is, that you're always going to be open to them. Yeah, things, sometimes something will stare you at the face. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not opening yourself, to, yeah. I don't want to be too hippie in yeah. Brighton no, on no. a Thursday afternoon, <laughs> but if you don't, you know, open yourself to the universe and to the world, S things can stare you in the face and you won't see it you know you won't see them yeah. whereas if you if you say well i'm i'm open and i'm willing to hear yeah, you know yeah. then all sorts of things will, will come up that yeah. otherwise you might not have even noticed amazing i love that right we get it so we always finish off just with a couple of quick fire questions okay. um so first one is what advice would you give to a young entrepreneur or someone wanting to start their own business Find out what your purpose is, why you're doing what you're doing, make sure it's not money, and have a story to tell. Love that, love that. Cool, um, okay, and final one, give me, can you give me three traits that you think a person needs to be a good business person or entrepreneur? Be your three. Three traits. Um, commitment, you have to be committed to what it is that you're doing. Full of purpose again. Sorry to yeah. mention that again, because you have to be uh, driven by purpose, and be able to give without thinking, "What's in it for me? What will I get back?" Because karma works in mysterious ways. It will find its way back to you. I promise. What 
what an amazing way to kick off. <laughs> Panina, as I knew it would be, what an absolutely amazing episode. I'm so grateful for you to coming on and being so open, honest with me and, and uh, some amazing takeaways there for so many of the listeners, I'm sure. And this, um, it was, as always, a pleasure to catch up with you. You, you ooze <laughs> passion and um, energy and it's, it's just great to be around you. And I've, I've been lucky enough to know you for a lot, uh, you know, over the last few years and continue to, to work with you hopefully over the future so listen thanks for coming in thank you brilliant. for inviting me really enjoyed it, it thank amazing. you thank you